matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week's guests are both Sean Glaze and Keir Gilchrist of the bands Whelm and Phalanx. Now, Sean Glaze is an awesome animator. You can check out his stuff over on Instagram, at Lord Spew. And Keir, you might recognize from some of his roles in films like The Good Neighbor, it's kind of a funny story, the hit horror movie It Follows, as well as the Netflix original series Atypical and the upcoming horror thriller An Intrusion. Now, before we get into this week's interview, I just want to shout out my dudes over at Toxic Coffin. I know I've shouted those dudes out before, but I just linked up with those dudes this past weekend as I was in their neck of the woods, and they're super awesome guys and very deserving of all your support, so go check them out. They just dropped this amazing new Manny design, and I highly recommend you go get it, as well as any of of their past designs that are still available as well so check that out as well as follow me on facebook instagram and twitter and here's the interview what's going on guys yeah hey i appreciate you guys coming on the show we can just start with pretty much where it started for you guys because i know you guys were friends first where'd you guys meet i had a roommate who worked on a set with Kier. okay and uh she uh had uh what 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 film did carmen work with you on uh it was a short film called seasick sailor yeah and uh Basically, she she came home and was like, "Yo, I met this dude that uh like listens to the same music as you, and uh, he invited me over for a barbecue. Let's go chill." And I was like, "All right," because we we were new out here, and I hadn't made any friends outside of like work because yeah. uh, I moved out here for uh, animation. So I was at like a, a studio and like would just come home every night and like. I don't know, just draw and, and not talk to anybody. So I was like, all right, like I'm going I'm to be social because I want to figure out like where the shows are at here. And uh, so I ended up going over and chilling with Kier. And um, I feel like we got close really fast. Like uh, was, we, we started going to shows a lot. And... Yeah, it was zero to 100 really fast. I also, even though I'd been out for longer than Sean out here, I think like mm. I didn't really know anybody who was into like, I knew people were into punk and stuff like that and like but not really anybody who was into power violence and grindcore and yeah. more specific stuff. So uh yeah, it was it was really nice meeting somebody else. Hell yeah. I and mean, how did that turn into you guys, you know, starting projects? You guys are in two together, you know, which one came first and how did the talks on that get started? Uh well came first. I was originally we had a different drummer and I was I just wanted to start like a cross band. Um hmm. and so I started playing with this drummer, Matt, who actually, like, he, he currently is, uh, like, we host a drink and draw that's going to happen later today, and, like, he's worked on shows with me. He's another animator friend who likes metal. Oh, and yeah. uh, he was the original drummer, and then we ended up switching and got this grind drummer, and we were like, well, okay, like, we got to, like, play faster now because, like, <laughs> the drummer can do it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. so for, first it was, like, I think me and a drummer, and pretty early on I was, like, here do you want to try like screaming uh and uh yeah phalanx phalanx came later because I, I feel like we had some other things that we wanted to say and we wanted to have a band that um was more willing to tour uh because uh whelm 
was always sort of like, okay, we'll go into the studio, record this stuff, but we all have full-time jobs and no one can really commit to yeah. touring with our schedules. And we sort of like, we're like getting antsy and, and, and wanted to tour around and yeah. play and shows. Did, was that your first time doing vocals, Kier, or had you done vocals before that? That was my first time. Yeah, I remember I was super nervous the first, <laughs> the tryout or whatever. I was like, man, I, because it's one of those things where like you hear people do it, but then like you do it yourself, yeah. you know, in the shower and you're like, this sounds so stupid. Well, I mean, you, you um, always, you always yeah. think about those like, those like videos you see online of like some like cringy kid going, <laughs> <laughs> I like they like can't do it right. Like they're it, like, they like squeak and then they like post it online and everyone roasts. <laughs> like you, you don't know if you're like good or not. I don't know. Like I used to know a friend that I don't know how he didn't know, but he could not be on time for shit. So like he would like, they would cover songs and it would be like noticeably like a few notes later that he would come in like to start the song and like their whole song was like that. And it was just like, how do you hear a video of yourself covering a song and not be like, that sounds completely wrong. You I, I do think that that's every actually, time. I think that's actually really common with, with vocalists that don't play instruments also. Yeah. I think that we, we were like hashtag blessed with Kier <laughs> because like even, even though, I mean, he, he plays a little bit of drums, but like he can scream on time because he listens to music so much. Yeah. And, and I think you just, you understand it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like I was such a nerd about it that I think that's also why I was really worried about whether I was going to be able to do it and just embarrassing myself in front of Matt and Sean. But yeah, no, I mean, it also helped that I think the early stuff we were doing was a little easier, like more mm. kind of DVD crust, sort of yeah. a little simpler. And then it's definitely, as we've advanced in Wellm, it's gotten much more complicated and weird time signatures and stuff. Oh yeah. And I was going to sure. say actually screaming on its own. I mean, sometimes that never really sounds good to be honest. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna try screaming without a band, it, sometimes you're just like, uh, like it's hard to like yourself and see, actually hear it with music sometimes. So I understand completely what you mean. Just screaming in the shower. You're like, how is this going to work? And then once you finally hear it with music, oh, that's how it works and shit like that. So. Oh, yeah. Kier, do you like your hearing your screaming voice back? I don't even think I ever no. asked that. <laughs> no, I don't. I hate it. And I, I, that's why I hate recording. It's so embarrassing. Like, I'm, <laughs> the first take, I'm always just like, oh, no, I forgot how to do it again. Like, live, it's always easier, I think, you know, just... Yeah. Um, you don't hear yourself as clearly, but when you have like headphones on, it's like, oh my God, I think, I think I assume that I forgot how to do it every single time. Do you guys uh, remember your first show? Yeah. You were you, at the uh, tire yard, right? Yeah. It was this place called Perez Tire Shop. Oh, yeah. um, that was uh, quite a notorious venue. Not really a venue. It was literally a tire yard <laughs> um, in like South Central Huntington Park, yeah. somewhere like that. Um, and that place was always kind of just the crusty punk sort of dusty it was outdoor in like a little shack half covered tarp covered like shed thing yeah I mean, it, was um, the kind of, it was the kind of deal where like they they'd pay a local gang to like do the door and make sure no shit went down like like stuff like like it was real yeah. like if you parked out front your your shit would get smashed in <laughs> like everyone's cars were always broken into the whole time you know yeah. um but that show uh i feel like it was actually a really good first show for us like uh like, I remember going in, like, I thought it was really cool. Like, I mean, it's like a sketchy venue, but like, it, yeah. it was like, oh, shit, there's graffiti everywhere and there's tires and it's like hidden away and all these, like, it's like, uh, it felt like, like, I was glad that it wasn't like an official LA venue with a stage. Yeah. Like, I liked that it, it felt like it was in the middle of the scene. And I thought the bands that we played with at the time 
were were some of the the heavier bands in in the area at the time. But I also think that we we played okay. <laughs> it wasn't a bad first show. I, don't I like. think we practiced a lot. Like we were pretty yeah. nervous and like yeah, and we had just gotten Raymond on bass and yeah, we took it super yeah. serious. Like probably it was almost like we took it more seriously than the venue. Like we showed up and it was like okay. Maybe we didn't have to practice like eight times before this, but um, it's always great to just, you know, that's how you get the word going around. I think enough people saw us that night and we're like, oh, okay, then we started getting offers to play other shit. Hell yeah. And do you guys have a show that sticks out as like your favorite? Like every time you guys think about it, you're like, dude, that was the show that I wish we could like get again. You know what I mean? I think I have a separate one for Phalanx and a separate one for Whelm, right? Yeah. Uh, Which is yours? I think our record release show for Whelm was one of the craziest shows that we've ever played. It was just like, I, it might have been also because the other bands that were played. It was one of those shows where like there were like eleven bands on the bill, and so like there were so many people there. Hell yeah! And it was packed, and it just went off, and it was hot and sweaty, and like when there's enough people to make everything go wrong with your gear because they're bumping into you, usually the show is actually pretty good. And yeah. so yeah, I mean, and that would be my favorite Whelm show. What what's your what's your favorite Phalanx show? you think here. um yeah well definitely that was my favorite for phalanx i think i don't know i'm trying to think it's i actually really enjoyed the two shows we played like the last shows we played right before the pandemic like in phoenix phoenix and tucson and tucson maybe the yeah. first time we played phoenix honestly always arizona is just my favorite place it's just like the scene there is so great and everyone's so enthusiastic mm. and uh i really really enjoyed so yeah we did a, a little like weekend thing with skull crush who are this yeah. dope band from phoenix and so mm. we just did like one show at a this place cornish pasty company which is literally just this like little restaurant in tempe and then we played tucson the next day at club congress which is a really cool venue and yeah those are probably my favorite and it, oh, yeah. it was it was our first time like well, it was like we, we were headlining that one right so i think it was our first time headlining a show in another like state right and yeah. it, it, it was like, and more people came than I thought. And that was nice. But I, I think that the, my, one of my favorite times that I feel like, like we've actually played, like one of the, the most in sync we were, was maybe that basement art gallery show with Sex Prisoner. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, that show, like, even though the crowd wasn't like crazy or anything, it was like the bands that we played with were, were fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. Who 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 was it again? Was it Spine? It was the was it, it was the dumbest. I remember when we got asked to do it. It was like, hey, do you want to play? It was Sex Prisoner, Spine, Regional Justice Center. Who else? Is that Harm? Else? Was it one of the Harm? Harm Done. Harm, Harm done. done. Yeah, those guys from France who are incredible. It was like the most brutal show. Like, and that was yeah. our first show, I think, with our new drummer with Matt Zaborski. Oh, yeah. Now that new yeah, Spine yeah. record is the hardest shit. They're yeah. so sick. Now we played a show one time. Uh, we did like a little weekend run and like uh, we played Kingdom in Richmond, which I don't think it's a venue anymore, but it was like seven years ago or something like that. And there was literally nobody there, but it was like probably the biggest venue we've ever played and it had like the best sound and everything. So it was fun to play, but, and I always remember that show for that, but I know exactly what you mean. Sometimes it's not the yeah. crowd you remember. It's more like the band being in sync and just the show, like your experience of on stage. And, and, good, so. and, and that, that show was like, I think there was something about that show for me because it was, it was like the show that almost didn't happen. The original venue, we, it got switched because um, FSU had a beef with the venue. Yeah. And so then it was like any band that plays there is going to have beef with FSU. So I thought that the show wasn't going to happen. And I was like, shit, like, this is like, yeah. this is like the, like the most stacked lineup. Like I've, I've played so far and I don't even think the show's going to happen, but like last minute 
it got scraped together in this like art gallery basement and like it was barely a playing setup like they barely had a pa and like yeah but yeah no it, it just like it, it was like a pleasant surprise and I, I think that's why that show feels a little special i think i believe that was also the last time they allowed a hardcore show there because it was like i remember there was one of the dudes who ran the gallery was like running around trying to protect his art <laughs> and like yeah like I, I think like people were hanging off the you know, pipes on the ceiling and stuff like that at one point, and I think that was yeah. it. Yeah. Do you guys got anything coming up that you want to talk about with uh, Wilma or uh, Phalanx? Not really. I mean, we, we've been taking quarantine pretty seriously. Uh, yeah. Wilm did go into the studio in the beginning of quarantine, because, like, the studio uh, had, had no one working in it for weeks and weeks, and yeah. it was just, like, um, the drummer and I, you know? And so... We have some stuff laid down for another release. It, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird situation because our, our, our drummer moved to Arizona. Mm. And so we have this sort of last release that, like, I, I don't 100% know what's going to happen with the bands. It's sort of like we have this, uh, we have like five songs recorded that we that might get put out at some point. Yeah. Um, and then it's a question mark o- overwhelm as far as like phalanx goes. I mean, we're, we're sort of just waiting until it's it's safe again. And, and yeah, those were a huge part of our motivation. Like before the quarantine, we had just signed to like an, an agency, like, like a touring agent. And like we were about to do a tour on the East Coast and like we like things were like starting to move we were going to come out with a a record like and and at that time covid hit and like one of the local vinyl plants burned down and like all of a sudden everything came to a halt and like we so so i think that there was some momentum that definitely stopped i mean by no means i don't think phalanx is gonna stop but it's you know it's up in the air a little bit yeah i feel like we kind of got the you know, rug pulled out from under us because we were like straight up. I mean, yeah, I thought for sure this year we were going to be just playing. We had a bunch even of L.A. shows set up yeah. um, and like we were getting quite a bit of interest off the Golden Horde EP. So it was kind of a weird vibe because we were so ready to go. And then it was just like, eh. so, I mean, ultimately, as soon as we can and it's safe, we'd love to just pick up where we left off and just get right back into it. <clears throat> yeah. I still want to do a Golden Horde tour, of, you know, like yeah. it, almost like we like pause, unpause, <laughs> like like yeah. after quarantine, pretend like we just came out with it. Like you guys are all just hearing this for the first time, right? Like let's get pumped. Yeah, I think only, a, yeah, only like we only played that album a few times live for yeah. people. So yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. It was kind of an odd thing. I mean, it was well received, I feel like, you know, on, on the internet and stuff, but yeah, didn't really get to to play around on it. No, I know exactly what you mean. It uh, sucks when the train's about to leave the station and then somebody's like, hell no, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, the whole world was just like, eesh. Yeah. Done, powered down. Oh, yeah. So you guys haven't played any shows on the East Coast. That would have been like your first run? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I remember, there, we, I remember we, we had a lot of the songs written already, so we were like playing a few of them live. Mm. So there's like a few live, like, live videos of us playing a few of the songs, but... We, we hadn't done like an official like, hey, this is a show we're selling our new record kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't even think, I don't think we had a record release show for it either, did we? No, but we were, no. we wanted to do like, you know, we really wanted to do like New York, Philly, where, yeah. you know, DC, do a little, maybe fly out and do that. I was very much looking forward to it. I think Sean was too. And Sean's from Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, so, you know, yeah. and I'm from Toronto. So it was, we were also even talking about maybe doing a little Canada thing as well, maybe. Hell yeah. It would be very cool to play in our hometowns, I think, but yeah, sure. alas, 
yeah, hopefully sometime this year that could pick back up with the, the vaccine and everything. I know it's like, you know, people are still worried about getting it or whatnot, but I know a lot of places are like paying people to get it and shit. And like, they're talking about making it to where if you get it, you can go to a concert type deal and shit like that. So if they, <laughs> if they start making stuff happen like that, it, it would at least be some kind of progress at this point, which is, would be nice to see, to get back to normalcy, you know, shows. Oh yeah. Stuff. I cannot, cannot wait for that first show back. <laughs> like it could be the shittiest band. I don't even care. Like, yeah, you know, it could be some like sixteen-year-olds doing Black Flag covers, and I'd be stoked. Yeah, and and I I I do think that it's cool, like like the the sort of I don't know, not interactive, but live videos that like Five Hate Six has been doing with like Code Orange, and like like I do think that stuff's cool, but it really yeah. does, it never beats going to a show live man like it like i want to put a hole in a wall like yeah. i can't hear <laughs> like my fiance will get pissed <laughs> i know it's like that new jabal album came out and they did like a live stream of it and i was just like this is so heavy but there's fucking nobody around there's nothing you know there's no energy it's just you gotta like, get a sheet of drywall that's a that's a false you know wall that's next to your desk your listening <laughs> desk that you can punch through and practice train throwing, for yeah. your first show back so i was cats. listening to like i think i was listening to like gulcher or Hands of God, or one of those bands. And I was like, so I realized I haven't jumped around. I was just like running around in my living room here and like just threw my back out and it's it was fucked for like a week after. And I was like, okay, I'm out of practice. It's like, how do you explain that at work? It's like, oh, living room mosh. <laughs> gotta, tra gotta train it. Gotta, gotta get tra trained so you can jump around mildly. <laughs> yeah. So that you don't injure yourself. <laughs> gotta ease into it. What do they call it mosher-size or whatever? <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Living, yes. living room, living room martial arts. <laughs> but uh, so before we move on to like horror movies and stuff, do you oh, guys... martial arts, martial arts. <laughs> that's, I think that's, oh. that's what we were looking for. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm always uh, down for a good pun for sure. So before we move on to horror movies, uh, I do want to ask: Do you guys have anything else that you want to uh, promote or talk about that you got going on in the in the world of you know? I know you do uh, animation, and then you know I don't know if you've been currently able to do anything with COVID going on cure with uh, the stuff that you're contracted through or anything. But is there any of that stuff that you guys want to talk about before we move on? Most of the stuff that I'm on, I can't talk about because it's NDA. Yeah. But in the next maybe two weeks, I'm going to be releasing. Um, I did this fundraiser called the Animated March for Black Lives where I, oh, yeah. um, towards the uh, beginning of sort of the, the, the protests and stuff, um, yeah. I put out a call. I, I, I was like, if you show me a, a receipt of uh, at least twenty dollars donated today to an organization that helped the movement, mm -hmm. then uh, I'll put an avatar with your likeness and with a sign in an animated march, like a little animated marcher. Oh, and yeah. uh, so, so I've been working with a small team for the last few months to animate four hundred and sixteen marchers. But uh, we raised something like twenty five thousand dollars, and you know, yeah. it, it, it was it was tight. And um, it, that's finally getting composited. I have a, I'm working with a volunteer compositor and uh, got some friends making music. And so uh, that'll be coming out in, in a little bit. And I'm excited about that. And that's probably the only thing that I, I would say is like worth talking about, like, you know, yeah. uh, for me on my end right now. How about you, Kieran? Um, and yeah, I haven't, I haven't been working. Uh, I'm starting season four of Atypical on fucking Wednesday, actually. Oh, hell yeah. But uh, it's been getting pushed and pushed. I, you know, we were supposed to go in the fall and then, mm -hmm. you know, obviously with the uh, state of the virus and stuff. But um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. But yeah, and hopefully sometime around it being done, maybe the vaccine's more widely distributed and we can more seriously talk about 
you know, planning music stuff or a tour or something like that, you know, would be cool. Hell yeah. Like you guys said, actually get a uh, go on tour with that record. So that way you can actually get uh, like a physical record put out. Cause that would be, I know uh, that's one thing that I always never got to do as a, like when I played music was uh, get an actual, like something of my music pressed on vinyl. I think that's always like a, a dream of uh, all that guys. Well, actually you guys got some vinyls. Never mind. You guys already have some stuff pressed on vinyls, but just not like a full length album. You have what a seven inch right just, now. Just not for, not for Phalanx. Not for Phalanx. That's right. Yeah. Just the well, and we have like a, a split uh, seven inch and then our, an EP that we yeah. did on vinyl. But That's right. Yeah, that was a big dream for me too because I'm a vinyl guy and I was like really yeah. stoked. Hell yeah. No, no. Before we move on to horror movies, I just want to say, Sean, that's awesome. The uh, March thing, I know I kind of just went on to asking here, oh, you know, stuff, but that's uh, that's super sick, man. I can't wait to see it, and I'll definitely share it once I see it put up and everything. So. Thanks, my dude. But, I appreciate it. It's been a long labor love, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's been hours and hours of work, and we've had like, it's one, like something like 20 uh, animator volunteers uh, help take a, take a few at a time over the, the past few months, and um mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just it's it's hard to like like amongst all this and amongst like trying to focus on music and and making cartoons like it's hard for me to know what what I can do like as like with my skill set cuz normally I'm just making cartoons about like farts and titties and like fucking like throw up and common shit, you know? Like I yeah. like that's <laughs> like and so so it's hard to know like like sort of like what I can do that's unique to me other than like being a body that I put out there like with them and like at the same time it's also COVID so that's also risky too so you know uh that's that's what I sort of came up with but um nice dude (laughs) hell yeah no, I can't wait to see it for sure. So we can move on to the uh, horror movie stuff. You know, we can start with uh, you again, Sean. Do you want to just tell me, you know, what your horror movie relationship was uh, like growing up? Were you scared of horror movies when you were younger, or have you always been a Dude, fan? I was so fucking scared of Chucky, man. Like I, I remember, <laughs> like I, I had, I had, I don't know. I was also a weird kid, so like around that time, I was like, Mom, Dad, I want it. I want a little sister. Can you? Uh, could you give me a baby doll so I could have a little sister or something? Like I was fucking <laughs> like a weird little kid, and they got me this one of those like warm baby dolls. Oh shit! That you feel like with warm? Warm, warm water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but like as it happened, I saw a trailer for Chucky. Yeah. Like and I so I had this baby doll sitting in my room, and I became like, un like so fucking scared of it. And I I hadn't even seen the movie Chucky. It was just the trailer to Chucky. Yeah. And and I asked them to throw it out. Um, so I, I would say probably the first, like, horror movie that I, uh, I had seen was Fright Night. Hell yeah. With um, a, and I still, like, and... yeah, man, that's, that, <laughs> that movie still has, like, a warm place in my heart, like, and when their faces, like, transform at the end, like, that, yeah. that shit's fucking tight. Yeah. No, I didn't see that movie until after I'd watched the show Married with Children, and, like, uh, I'd always seen the still, like the still of her as a vampire at the end. Uh, I don't know if you watch Mary with Children, but it's the character yeah, of Marcy yeah, yeah, Darcy yeah. or whatever. And uh, so like, I'd always seen the still of her as a vampire. So as I was watching the movie, I started to realize that that's who became that vampire. I was like, holy shit, she looks the, completely fucking different. There is this funny trope with, with movies like that, where it's this hot vampire man that moves next to a single mom who's trying to date the single mom and the kid's scared of him. Like, cause that's also the case in like Lost Boys, I think. Like, like yeah. the, the like the guy, the dad's trying to date, and 
Um, I I've gone a lot into horror, like like vampire movies, especially because mm. I um I'm developing a a, a vampire uh, animated show series. Uh, like in it, it's in the development stages, but it, it it's like uh so, so I've like watched a lot of them recently. Like uh and uh so I was like noticing these like why are, why is there this this recurring theme in like these vampire movies where it's like the single mom and the and the hot vampire dad that's like moving in next door and the kids like but mom he has he has a coffin in his basement <laughs> and then, and she's like shut off he's hot. <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> I have a kind of a similar story though to, uh, about like a child's play thing that kind of funny that I haven't shared on the show yet. I used to have a Bart Simpson doll when I was real young, and um, it was probably about the size of Chucky. And my uncle found out that I got scared by seeing child's play. I didn't see the movie myself either. I saw like a clip of it or something. Somebody was watching. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. So my uncle knew that, and then he also saw. I was watching him play Resident Evil 2 as a kid, and I fucking freaked out and like ran to my room and couldn't do it anymore. So he took my Bart Simpson doll, put a screw in his forehead and did it up like a zombie and everything and hung it from my ceiling fan and then turned the light on to wake me up. And fucking, I just wake up to my Bart Simpson looking like a zombie flying around. I was like, mom, what the fuck? But uh, luckily it didn't actually like look like a little baby or, you know, like it looked like my Bart Simpson. So it kind of didn't freak me out as much, but it was like, and it didn't take long to see my uncle at the door fucking being a dickhead about it. But, but uh, is, would you say Friday Night's your favorite horror movie or do you have another one that sticks out as your favorite? Um, My favorite horror movie. It, it's, it's weird because sometimes I get conflicted in between between like what's my legitimate favorite horror movie that I have fun watching and which one is like the artsy one that I marvel at the creation of you know because uh, I feel like there are some of those that like for instance when I first saw I know, Antichrist or like or Martyrs or something like that I was yeah. like holy shit what's going on and like I wouldn't even say that like they ne it necessarily like scared me scared me but it but I was like there's something crazy going on here. I think lately I've been much more in the realm of like psychological horror, like even to the point where like, I don't even know if some of them would be called horror, but like there's horror things about them. I'm, I'm a think on that. Why don't I let your answer? That works. Like what's your background with horror movies growing up? And then, you know, um, you know, how has it changed over time? Well, my parents are like, you know, they were very liberal atheists. They didn't really believe in censorship particularly so yeah i kind of grew up around horror movies i almost don't really remember what the first horror movie i saw was and honestly even like my mom's aesthetic that she loves is like she collects creepy dolls and like skulls and fake shrunken heads and shit like that so like i mean we had like i don't know if you know the movie freaks yeah. like the well, yeah we had like lobby cards for freaks like in the entryway when you walk in so i sort of like grew up in like a horror movie house yeah. And so it was kind of weird. Like, I guess I didn't. I'd be, I, but I remember the first movie that really fucked me up, though, where I, like, needed time after and kind of it actually freaked me out was uh, I walked in on my dad watching Ringu. Okay. And, like, seeing that, that really, like, I just watched for a bit and it was terrifying. And, like, that, that was the first movie that really made me, like, realize how scared I could get. Because before that, I think it was just always, like, whatever, it's spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have like a weird relationship with it. But that, yeah, I, after that point, though, I started looking for the most fucked up stuff I could watch. And then I finally saw like, I think somebody gave me like a burn copy of Serbian film. Like I was trying to watch like the most heinous shit. And then that really 
fucked me up. And I think that's where I kind of pumped the brakes and was like, okay, this is where, this is how far I'm willing to go. And so I sort of distanced myself from like the really, you know, disturbing stuff. And now I prefer, I guess, more like Sean, like the more psychological stuff, you know? Yeah. No, I'd say I probably went through that same uh, kind of phase of watching just like, what can I find that's disturbing as shit? And now it's to the point where it's like, if it's disturbing just for disturbing sake, I don't really care to watch it. But like, I'll still watch something like uh, Martyrs, you know, that's crazy and stuff like that. But it's kind of got more of an actual like, you know, good, not really a good story, but it's got a story behind it and stuff like that. And there's, there's more of a movie to it. And there's, it's a little bit artsy at times and stuff, but watching movies like human centipede anymore i'm kind of just like yeah fuck that you can make a sequel i'm not watching it anymore <laughs> i don't need to see 75 people ask the mouth for <laughs> 20 so but uh do you uh do you have any favorites as well and uh once you go you know uh if sean's thought of his yeah i uh i um was trying to think about some some stuff that uh i had seen recently that i that i really liked um visually i really liked i don't know if you've seen it but gretel and hansel no i haven't seen that yet it just got put on prime though so i uh, thought about checking it out just visually it's it's fucking beautiful uh it, it's it's also fucked up but it, it's it's one of those like you're watching it and you're like oh this is a film uh but also uh i mean like there's like the the more recent classics like i don't know like uh midsummer witch or like like i liked witch a lot and seeing it in, in in theaters i think some stuff that i haven't seen people talk about as much is um there was a there's one called Daniel Isn't Real that I thought was really creative. That was more of a, a thriller. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I, uh, I think Adam Egypt Mortimer was the director. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that one was interesting and playful. And, and I it wasn't one I expected. And I, I liked that. Uh, I also saw His House recently. Yeah. Oh, I loved um, it. Yeah, that was uh, top two for me of the, uh, 2020. And I, I just thought it felt really different. And also, like, it, like it, it was so, it made them feel so isolated. And that, and, and that felt so scary. Like, the idea of being in this other country surrounded by people that aren't like you. And, and you can't, like, leave your house. And you have to behave or else you have to, you're going to get sent back to your debt. Like, that's so scary. Yeah, the um, of telling them that you have a haunted house is going back to prison and being treated like complete shit, pretty much. So it's like, do you just eat the fact that you live in a haunted house, or do you fucking go back to prison and be treated like shit? Yeah, I, I was thinking about like my my favorite um, movies that have like sort of like like cheesy gore kind of stuff in it too, because that that's also I mean, there's always going to be like that playful side of horror that I that I do like. Yeah, I think Tokyo Gore School is one of my favorites. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I've, uh... Is it a school? No, no, I know sorry. Tokyo no, no, Gore no, no, Police. No, no. Tokyo Gore Police. No, they, I love they that They make a Tokyo Gore school. Tokyo Gore Police <laughs> is the one that I mean. Tokyo <laughs> Gore Police like is like she like chops off someone's limb and an alligator grows out and like she's like it, it's also you know it, it's ev- it's everything i mean th- yeah. i've seen some really cool like japanese and korean horror movies that are like either on the psychological side or like that there was one called zombie ass toilet of the dams that that was about these butt worms that come out of women when they try to they try to like drink out of the creek to get tapeworms to lose weight and they get these butt worms that come out of them that turns people into zombies and like it's also like a butt and fart fetish film or something like that so like she's like like there's like this view where she's like taking a shit in an outhouse and this hand comes out of the muck and grabs her butt but she doesn't take her butt away she's like "Ah, <laughs> and it's like just brat honking on her butt. Like you might as well have put like like bicycle horn sound effects that like just like getting her butt honked. And by the end, it it turns into like 
like a, a like a giant monster battle with like samurai swords. Like I I love I love that sort of playful side of mm-hmm. horror, and spe- especially the the wild shit that <laughs> that they that they bring to it. But um, I mean, for a long time, like I I, I liked stuff like um, what's that what's that what's that uh, I saw the devil. Yeah, is that the uh, Korean film? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's a little that's more more on the horror on the on the horror side like the serial killer kind of yeah. side. But uh, I I always like stuff like that. I think that my I, I don't know if I'd say guilty pleasure horror movie, but like one that I ne- I've never heard people say like this is in my top is um, uh, as above so below. I I just really oh, yeah. like I just really like that movie. <laughs> Actually, watched uh, that recently. That one was uh it was one that in the theaters I kind of I felt like I left like a little bit wanting more but then after i kind of uh yeah. like dove into it and found out like the meaning behind it i actually enjoyed it a lot more because it was one of those that uh definitely uh if you don't get it the first time a rewatch will, yeah. like, it adds to the movie so there's some movies that i watched the first time and i'm like i i see that there's something in there i just don't see it the first time so i always give it a rewatch like after a good while like a year or so and then it turns into you know a movie that i actually ended up really liking but uh have you ever seen that south park episode where uh and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because where they uh, shove the food up their butt and shit out their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I watched a uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, the new trauma movie on a uh, Fantasia festival. And before that they did a, a short film. There was like a little short film called like shit man or poop man or something. And it was literally a live action version of somebody shoving stuff up their mouth and sh- like up their butt and shitting out of their mouth. <laughs> Yo, have I- I- have you seen the new uh, Sanguisigabog music video? Mm-mm. It's a tra- it's a trauma video. Oh yeah, uh, and, Century Media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they um it, it like just came out yesterday, I think. But mm-hmm. they they all get penis implants and they're monster penises that start eating people. It, it's it's really fucking funny. Uh, also, that band is fucking cool. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Uh, uh, that reminded me of that that the trauma thing reminded me. Of. But uh, fucking South Park, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. What about uh, you, Kier? Uh, hopefully yours aren't as full of uh, poop as ours. But, uh, I, I hope mean, all I, they are. I, I enjoy all, all that. I enjoy <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, I love Tokyo Gore Police too. That movie's oh, yeah. super fun. And I um, mean, my, my, I, I just like my go-to horror film of all time is Carpenter's The Thing. Hell yeah. Um, I think it's like the perfect mix of like the prosthetics and the gore is insane. The, you know, uh, the suspense is insane. The setting is just so uncomfortable. And like, no matter how many times I see it, it still gets yeah. my heart rate going. I, I watch it at least once a year. Um, I loved, yeah, recently His House was my favorite horror movie that I've seen this past year. Yeah. Um, oh, just because yeah. I think, you know, you see so many horrors that are just, just the same premise, basically the same kind of people that, you know, I mean, it's essentially a haunted house movie, but, or s- spooky movie. But like, I love the, you know, flipping it on its head with them being refugees mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and who are traumatized and, you know, living through their trauma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched something else recently. I'm trying to remember. It's so weird, like being home all the time. Uh, everything just kind of melts together. Yeah. Um, now I uh, went on a binger of like 2020 movies at the end to try to get a list together. So they blend together for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Also, like I'll go on like a two-day horror spree and then it's yeah. like then i'll watch some other dumb shit but there's uh i don't know one of the most fucked up movies that weirdly like sticks out for me is like um do you know the, the horror anthology abcs of horror oh uh, yeah oh yeah, yeah the abcs of years ago yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah yeah years ago and it was you know they john carpenter did an episode and, yeah um or masters uh, of horror 
Masters of Horror. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. the but the unreleased episode that Takashi Miike did. Oh hell yeah! Uh, about abortions, like it's about like this fucked up movie about like I don't know. I just remember like that. It's like this hour long episode. And they never released it because it was too fucked up. Yeah. Um, but it's on the DVDs, and I forget what it's called. But that for some reason like really messed me up, and I've never forgotten it. And it's just really graphic and. Um, like there's a scene where they're like shoving prostitutes getting tortured and they're like shoving pins in her fingernails, yeah. like all of her fingernails and in her gums and stuff. And it was just like, I don't know, that movie fucks me up, even though it's just a little thing. I think the title of it is like her name or whatever her name is, is yeah. the title of it. But yeah, that shit was insane. I've seen that as well. I've seen, I think I've just seen clips of it. Like, uh, I think I've seen like the needle and the fingernails and I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> like it was like unreleased, you know, episode and it was on YouTube. Like, no, I don't even think it was on YouTube because some of that. It was in the off, box but... set. I remember we, I had the box set. Like my dad got it for me. Yeah. It's called Imprint. Oh hell yeah. And yeah, sorry, yeah. I just looked it up. It's really fucking weird. Um, yeah. yeah. Another Japanese. I mean, I I do. I think the horror that comes out of East Asia is there's something just next level about it. You know. Ichi the Ichi the killer. Like, oh yeah. Like that too. Yeah, I just uh finally watched uh, Audition this year as well, which is me. Oh, Audition God. is sick. Yeah, I, I always forget about that one. It immediately shot into like my top 5 probably of all time. Just uh, that shit was insane. I especially because from it came out in 99, you know, it doesn't feel like it for sure, but the fact that something could build like almost what 21 22 years of hype and then still blow me away like that i was like this that's insane because most movies it's like once they get hype like that hype behind it you're kind of just like you're either just pleased with it or disappointed and for that to still blow me away even with all of that hype i was like holy shit i loved it but uh what's some uh, other favorites would you say uh kier if you um it's weird i like i find some some stuff that i really love is i guess it's in the horror realm i kind mm. of I feel like the way that I like approach music is kind of the way that I approach films too. It's like, I like bands that cross genres. Yeah. Um, I like bands that don't fit. And I feel the same way with horror films. Like I love let the right one in. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I love that movie. I love the book. The book is incredible. I recommend everybody read it. Yeah. Um, it explains a lot of the weird shit and goes much darker and deeper than the, the film gets to. Mm. Um, that movie's amazing. I love, you know, I love also like, Tim Burton stuff like Beetlejuice, I love, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Like whimsical, whimsical yeah, kind of horror. Yeah. Like yeah. spooky stuff or. Uh, I always call that I just, like fantasy horror. This is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. Or like I just watched, rewatched Interview with the Vampire. Not necessarily like a terrifying movie, but it's really enjoy mm. that movie. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like stuff that's adjacent as yeah. well. Maybe more even than straight horror. I've been listening to a lot of horror podcasts because I like put it on while I work. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a lot of like really good horror fiction like story podcasts. Like not, not even just like like talking about horror movies or or, or uh, like short stories. Even like like yeah. episodic sort of podcasts that are well produced, like sound wise. Mm-hmm. And a, a few that I've been listening to are like uh, it's like the left right game is is one about there's these people that find about this like I guess it's a conspiracy where if you like go left, right, left, right, left, right over and over again, and you just keep going, mm. eventually the streets change and you're not like in the world anymore. And, and, it, and, and you go to this different place and then you can always turn around and go back. But it's about these people that are trying to go to the end of the line. And it's like this, like really surreal, like they, like they go through this town where everyone's smiling and it, like it's very like twilight zoney very like surreal and then there's this one called limetown that recently got turned into a 
a Facebook series. Like there's yeah. a lot of like horror podcasts that are be- being turned into like mo- like movies and series, which is interesting because I feel like that had that was never a thing. But Limetown uh, was one that I think is really creative. Is uh, Binds left right game? Uh, oh yeah 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 uh, rabbits. There's one called Black Tapes that's like. Um, using the that same sort of medium that you'd see in film where it's like uh, where you're looking at um, VHS tapes or something of, of recording it's like yeah but it's doing it with audio and so in each in each episode they're investigating a different case that was submitted to them either with audio or on a on a tape of a paranormal event and it revolves around this person that's trying to debunk them and you know and and they they do a a a nice convincing job of like like making it believable and making the people feel like oh this is like a documentary like that sort of thing but uh I've been listening to to I've been listening to a lot of uh, a lot of horror. I'm also really excited for the they're adapting a Junji Ito manga into I think it's either a Netflix series or a movie or like, I forget where they're putting it out, mm-hmm. but he's my favorite horror manga artist okay. that uh, he's, he's had, he's had a few, like if, if, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but if you're not, you should look Junji Ito. Oh, yeah. He has like the scariest illustrations that I've ever seen. And uh, he, he's always like written a lot of super spooky stories in, in general. There's not a lot of like horror stuff in animation so yeah like I, i'm like let me get some of, <laughs> let me get some of that uh but um trying to think of what 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 else i i, I really like uh, again it's it's like quarantine makes everything sort of like mesh together i mean i, I i've always loved like serial killer stuff but like yeah. uh, like 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 the, the documentaries and stuff like that but like re- like recently real quick have you uh been good have you seen the Golden Glove? Since you like, you said you like serial killer stuff. Have you seen that? No, no, no. What's oh, I, re- I highly recommend that. I actually just, uh, I didn't know what it was. And then somebody said they were doing like a watch along of it. So I was like, well, let me see what it is. Because oh, yeah. they, they paired it with something that, um, I want to say they paired it with like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer or something like that. So I looked it up and it said it was like a, based on a true story about a serial killer. But that movie's raw as fuck. And it's uh, pretty much about a German serial killer. And the whole movie's like in German and stuff like that. And it's like German made and everything. But it's on Shudder. And it's uh, it's called the Golden Glove, and the, that's the name of like the bar that the guy drinks at or whatever, where he like picks up most of his like victims, I guess. But oh shit, it's a that cool sounds cool movie. I definitely recommend it. Uh, yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah, let it's, me know if you, uh, you think if you check it out for sure. Well, I, I I gotta say one of the scariest things I experienced was not a movie this past year, but I played The Last of Us Two. I don't know, <laughs> it's a video game. Yes. But oh, yeah. holy fuck, I thought I was gonna have a heart attack like several <laughs> times. I th- I think video games are doing such interesting horror shit like there's this yeah. one called Deadwood that I'm that I'm starting that's like this above down view and like you can only see what's like in a small piece in front of you and there's things like flittering by on the screen all the time like uh, I, I, I was playing uh, there's a few that I'm in the middle of there's one called uh, Soma there's one called Amnesia there's Outlast there's yeah. like all of these like really cool horror games that uh the 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 one that is like like a little more on the funny side to like play with your friends recently has been um is it phantasmophobia where where you're you're a ghost hunting crew and you go into a house and you have five minutes to figure out what type of ghost it is before it locks the doors and <laughs> tries to kill you oh and like, heard of that uh yeah and and like each person like one person can carry a flashlight one person mm. can carry a certain other gadget one and uh and you're like going back 
back in and out of the house trying to like get clues as to like which one of 20 ghosts this yeah. spirit is based on like checking them off i've also been playing um dead by daylight a lot which is a game where you are getting chased by a serial killer and you're like one of four survivors that's trying to get out of like sort of it's like sort of an arena like it's like mm -hmm. a closed off place where you have to do you have to fix four generators to power the doors but there's a serial killer hunting you and like putting you on hooks yeah on meat hooks so i mean like there's a lot of really cool like video games that are doing like cool things with horror and especially when you get into like the vr yeah the vr space that stuff is like so fucking scary <laughs> like, i don't know horror video I games do, i can't play it alone man i, I can't <laughs> shit i can't play them the regular ones by myself i fucking freak i had a buddy over once i've tried to play biohazard resident evil biohazard probably three separate times and i've bitched out every time i had a buddy over one time and there's a part where like uh, there's like a uh, like a witch woman and she's like chasing you through the house and he was like all you got to do is hide and she'll run past you. So I hid and I didn't hear anything and next thing I know she just runs right up on me. I fuck I deleted the game. I was like I can't do this shit no more. Yeah, there, there's a few of those like haunted house games where like you're going through the rooms and every time you go into the room again like it's slightly different and like there's yeah. thing and like a mark on the wall and like yeah that shit's fucking cool i uh i'm, I'm really excited for where like horror games yeah. go especially i just i guess it, it's sort of, it's sort of like a thriller I, I watched um last night actually i watched you were never here oh uh, um you were never really here uh which is new on amazon i don't think i've heard of that one it's a joaquin phoenix oh okay and it's like this like uh, mentally unstable army vet who he he takes these jobs tracking down missing children that were abducted and killing the people that took the, the kid and trying to get the kid back. And uh, yeah, I think I did see it, a preview for that. Actually. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. And it's cool how they show like him again on the psychological side. It's, it's cool that they show like him, his mind not being present, but him like barely functioning with these violent things that he's, that he's doing. Uh, yeah. I like that shit. Oh yeah. No, I like, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, S. Greg Zoller. Have you seen any of his films? He did uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, and then he did Bone Tomahawk. I like, I, I really like, him. yeah, I like Bone Tomahawk actually a lot. Yeah. I just no, rewatched that. That shit is excellent. It's like, a, uh, it's probably like one of the best Western horror movies, I guess. Oh, shit. I, I haven't watched many um, Western horror movies. That's cool. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, it's got the uh, legendary Kurt Russell in it with his glorious-ass mustache. <laughs> yeah, the whole cast of that really makes that movie work. Yeah. Like, I just rewatched it, actually, and I, I like, with my, my partner, and she was just like, yeah, with that, this cast is what sells it, which I think is so important in horror, too. Like, yeah. I'm really a fan of, like, you know, I need to connect to the characters and the acting, or else it just doesn't work for me. Like, I, I mean, I can en still enjoy, like, watching people get their head blown off or whatever, but... Yeah. The ones that stick out are the ones that really like you fall for like in love with the characters and you just don't want anything bad to happen to them yeah um yeah yeah it's nice when you actually can root for the good guys in a horror movie you know you're not just like kill them all motherfucker <laughs> yeah like most slasher movies and shit like that but now uh, i know your favorite you said was the thing which is like technically a remake how do you guys feel about remakes do you guys like them or do you kind of try to stay away from them i've only seen a few remakes that i've seen do it justice i do think that like girl with the dragon tattoos remakes were like super faithful to the original not that i think they were necessary yeah i don't i don't think it was necessary to pretty much recreate the film shot for shot and line for line just in a different language with people that we're used to seeing but i i, I usually if there's a remake i would rather 
them do a new take on it yeah. like instead of try to copy the shots but here here probably feels different <laughs> no i feel the same i don't oh, you know yeah? uh i i don't like really see the point in fact i don't think i've even seen the girl with the dragon tattoo in english because i was just like eh. well i i basically heard that and i was like mm, i don't know the old but, the old boy remake in american was yeah. fucking awful just yeah, like so fucking bad. It. Yeah, my, I will say that I agree 100%. The only thing is, is that's hypocritical of me because my favorite remake is uh, like an Americanized version of a movie, but it's uh, Funny Games. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's Taylor Henneke. He like took his own movie and remade it. And he put such a good like cast in the American version because it's got, um, fuck, what's his, it's got Naomi Watts, uh, Tim Roth, and then it's got the guy from Boardwalk Empire. I can't remember his name right now, but I'm a huge Boardwalk Empire fan. I can't, but uh, either way, like just because he put such like a cast that like they actually did better than, you know, all the foreign actors and stuff like that. They, they did, all, they did good, but it was just like it actually in a way elevated the movie. Plus, he redid his own movie, so I guess he saw that. You know what I mean? Like it made sense with his vision. But if you've never seen that, I highly recommend that. And I would just watch the American version just because it's easier and it's got an excellent cast. Have you have you guys seen any good um, horror series recently? Uh, they they've been doing them more. It's um, like I watched I, something. They, there's like the Haunting of Hale House, for instance, which I think started out really well. At least I think the ending was weird. And then I was watching Haunting of Blind Manor, which is about a like a babysitter that comes to watch two weird kids and like there's something she doesn't know when there's like sort of it's sort of like is there like a ghost in every room that the kids are like trying not to piss off like that that sort of thing but it's a yeah. a series uh there, there's been a few japanese series that have been on netflix recently too that are uh that are cool what were you gonna were you gonna say something here i i haven't seen any of them but i did watch uh this series called the third day which is more uh -huh. of a thriller, but it's really cool. Like, it's basically this guy shows up on this island. Like, he ends up on this island, and he's looking for something. It's, like, more of a mystery thriller, but it gets pretty horror as well, and I really enjoyed that. And um, oh, yeah. they did, like, a weird thing with it where they did a – I actually missed this because I got into the series after, but they did a live stream. It's the longest single shot in film history. It was a 12-hour long single shot live stream that just, like, they had a – like all the actors just out living in the town and they just like apparently there were all these little secrets for the fans like within that but only if you tuned in for it and they they premiered the first two episodes then they did the 12-hour live stream and then they did the last two episodes um and it's i don't know i thought that was just a overall really clever like cool show and uh really well done now i think the last uh, horror related series that i watched was probably the first season of castle rock i haven't really dived into a lot of series is just because of uh they're more time consuming than like a movie you know you could put on a movie and when it's over it's over but. so there's one that i've been watching that i think is really interesting i and it's hard to explain why it's good there's a series called home that's I it's it's either Japanese or Korean I'm not sure mm. and it's new it's new on Netflix and there's like it's slightly whimsical but it it's it's basically like a a whole building full of people locking themselves in because the world goes to shit and there's like monsters everywhere but like the the in in the place where normally in a, in a, what I feel like an American film would like create one monster that everybody is like what the world gets turned into zombies or whatever like in this one it's like everything and like there's all kinds of crazy monster designs and they do all kinds of crazy things and like and it's really like bloody and crazy fucked up and it's also like 
cheesy in the same way that that um that director from like Okja like likes to do um the, the yeah 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 there's like little cheesy things in it that like make it I mean, it's almost like like the appeal of that um the new Karate Kid series or something yeah like like where you're like oh my god like this is so cheesy but it's like fun yeah um and and that's 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 a pretty cool horror one the the other one is closer to like a psychological sort of it's not as graphic as Saw but um there's one that's I think it's Korean it's called Alice in Borderland that got added and it's basically these kids this small this this group of teenagers um basically they they get shifted into another I don't know whether it's a simulation or whatever but it's this game and every few days they have to play this game where it's a puzzle. I, I personally really like like puzzle movies yeah. and puzzle games. And um, so it's basically like they, they have to solve this puzzle or they die. And in each one, there's all these different puzzles. And it, it's uh, they use cards as the way to um, show what kind of puzzle it is. Like they'll have a certain card for like, this is one that turns people against each other. This is a physical challenge. This is a mental challenge. And then uh, how high the card number is, is how difficult the challenge is. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought it was, a, it was a cool mechanic. And it's very clear that like they're, they're using some Alice in Wonderland sort of imagery, sort of metaphor kind of stuff. But um, that one, yeah, on, on like the, I guess the thrill, the thriller side of the, the, the genres always like blend together with me. I know some people are like, like horror is like there's a very specific thing that they call horror and then like thrillers are separate but yeah. for me it kind of all <laughs> blends together no i'm right there with yeah you. speaking of speaking of uh weird movies it's related to alice in wonderland it just reminded me one of my favorite weird ass horror adjacent movies is this movie alice by jans funkmeyer oh. um and weirdly enough my dad i thought that was the version of alice in wonderland that everyone else watched it's really fucking weird it's this like Czech surreal stop motion movie with like skulls and Alice goes into a drawer that leads her down oh, into like shit. a Soviet block in the basement. No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude. Uh, Denise showed me that recently. It's that, fucking it, it's crazy. Cre- it's creepy. It's creepy as shit. Yeah. It's super weird. And I, I thought that was Alice in Wonderland. So like the, I didn't grow up with the Disney version or anything. So like that is one of my favorite movies. But like other kids, I'd go to their house and like somebody put on, they were like, want to watch Alice in Wonderland? And I was like, okay, it's kind of creepy though. And they were like, okay. And they put it on and I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This is lame. Um, but yeah, that's another Alice. That's a weird movie that I, uh, too crazy. few people have seen. It's mm-hmm. so weird. No, Denise, lo- Denise loves it. She tried showing it to me and I was like, I don't know if I'm in the right headspace for this. This is crazy right now. Cause this, yeah, it's fucking weird. It's, it's, it's a weird like stop motion movie. Yeah, it's not a whole, I don't know who it's for. It's not for kids. I don't know who, it's like, it's just a no, really it's, creepy No, it's like movie. one of those like dark nursery rhymes that you tell kids, but you're, you're like, you shouldn't tell kids this nursery rhyme. It's like fucked up. Yeah. Like, uh, it feels like one of those. Oh yeah, not to check this shit out for sure. Have yeah. you, ha- have you uh, see, watched, what was it called? Raised by Wolves? Yeah, I like that. I, well, the first half I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it, it was one of those, uh one of those things where i like where i was like is this horror is this sci-fi like what's what's happening am i supposed to be scared i mean it's mostly weird like sci-fi i guess but like venturing into that like you know sort of alien is horror but it's also sci-fi kind of like 
Yeah. There's some like freaky shit in it. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite thing Ridley Scott's done in like ages actually. It was like, cause he directed the first two episodes, I think. And those were the best ones. I was like, oh for shit, sure. for sure. back, 100%, 100%. you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have to check that out too. Now y'all are going to have me hooked on a bunch of new series. I ain't going to even be able to watch movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry. I mean, dude, that's, that's, all, that's all we got anymore. That's yeah. all we got. We got to find new. Um, I, I'm always asking people for like, I need some new suggestions because I don't know what, I like don't know what to watch anymore. Because I don't want to like, I watch a certain amount of super guilty pleasure reality TV. And like, but that's mostly because like I run out of things that I like really do want to <laughs> really do want to watch. And it's like, a fun sort of brain dead like oh we're just making and make fun of it and like it's fun and you know that sort of thing but yeah i've been i've been, I've been looking for some new cool shit i i think that the the thing that um horror movies I, I feel like we're in a weird period with horror movies where where we've done a lot of things and and i feel like people don't know where to go right now yeah. like, like 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 we've done all of these like there's a million possession movies there's a million like my my house is haunted movies there's like there's a bunch of serial killer movies and people are you know they're trying to decide whether like do we have like an iconic serial killer like michael myers because you know like that's what has been done or do we have like a one-off thing like i don't know like the babadook or something like that like like there used to be this sort of like there was a slasher killer that had a whole bunch of movies about him and we don't really have that as much anymore like i i have I struggle to think of one that is like comparable to like even like Victor Crowley Scream, is probably you know? the closest thing to something new that's come up as far as a character from the Hatchet series, Victor Crowley. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, and I think that like a lot of a lot of them, uh, even if there is one mm-hmm. that could be like they there aren't like a bunch of sequels and stuff. Like it's yeah. not like a, a company putting their full weight behind like oh yeah. we're gonna like really cash in on this new jason character or you know whatever and so i i'm not sure where horror movies are going where uh, where they're going i know that like i end up being more interested nowadays in the more artsy sort of eerie like hereditary midsommar like style movies where it's like it's a little bit of a slow burn like lighthouse like stuff that is visually impactful and creepy but isn't jump scares anymore yeah. and the, and also you after we went f- like from saw like i feel like people are are a little burnt out on body horror too yeah like like it's like oh big deal they get their eye ripped out <laughs> like, yeah. like like what is shocking people anymore and so i i'm not sure where like the direction that horror movies are going anymore uh, uh like i know that probably the on the forefront of it it's the dude making like like witch in midsummer and like hereditary and like yeah like maybe jordan peele like trying to experiment with some new things but like i i'm not i'm not sure <laughs> where it's going what do you guys think now i'm excited for some of the fresh ideas coming up like uh like you said robert eggers who did the witch he's got the northman coming out which is like a viking horror movie set back in like viking times and like i can't think of one that, <laughs> that i've seen be- like that and then uh another a24 movie coming out the green knight that kind of looks completely like fucking just like oh. horror mixed with like uh like Lancelot Titan times like medieval uh-huh. times so it's uh it's cool to see like all those unique things but uh I do get what it's you like mean period piece horror movies that is interesting yeah but you do get a lot of people like uh like for instance uh when I was making my top 10 list for last year I was trying to think of all the horror movies I saw 
and I literally counted 27 horror movies that I watched that came out in 2020 and that I still missed like a shit ton and I'm like there's just so many horror movies that come out it's like you it's really hard to decipher which ones are just rehashing ideas and which ones are like fresh and stuff like that so there's it's nice like his house that was a nice uh refreshing one I don't know if you guys yeah. uh saw the new one anything for Jackson I highly recommend that that was really anything. good on Shudder but uh and then Possessor, that was like my favorite movie last year. Um, oh, Possessor. That that movie is cool, and it's yeah. not what you'd expect. I, it's not what I expected. Yeah. I, I have I, not I, seen I, it. I'm a poser. I didn't see it. I, 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 I should have written that on my list of like interesting approaches to Because it's not, I mean, it's like a psychological one, you know. It's not like yeah. what you'd normally consider a horror movie, I guess. But like, it is. I mean, it's maybe more on the sci-fi side even, but yeah. like, uh, it is for sure an interesting, weird movie. Uh, yeah, remove the gore and there's really no horror aspect to it. Like, yeah, other than just, just I mean, other than like, yeah, mental, yeah. Uh, on, that, on that mental side. That one, that one is cool. I think that I, I've been having trouble like with, with how many horror movies uh, and how many movies in general get added to Hulu and Amazon and Netflix. Like, I have trouble deciphering anymore which ones are like, oh, like this is like a, you know, this is a film or this is like a, a, a really good one. And like, which ones are like, this is like, we just threw this up and like, yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, and, and there are, I mean, as, as a genre, I think that you run into that a lot in horror, but I haven't, one thing I haven't seen recently is a, is a horror movie with a whole lot of good, like practical effects and like yeah. you know akin to the thing or uh like i'm trying i'm trying to think recently if i've seen any like even even ones that have like like cool or fun playful gore that like feel like a good movie also <laughs> have you seen the hatchet series yet there's four I movies haven't, no 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 i, I haven't I'll, I'll check it out the hatchet they're, series they're a straight throwback to like 80 slashers and the gore and practice cool. practical effects and it is top That's like cool. it's, it's got some of my out. favorite kills it's yeah. and there's all four of them like all play like from start to finish pretty well but uh, what about you, Kier? How do you, what do you think about, uh, like, where horror is headed and, like, you know, how the, is the market, like, kind of flooded or is it nice to see, like... I mean, it's, it's interesting because I think, like, you know, when I remember growing up being into horror, it wasn't as, like, mainstream, but now it feels like a lot of people like horror. It's rare for me to find somebody who, like, doesn't watch horror. Yeah. And so it's been good and bad. I mean, like, I think, yeah, you, you've got a lot more of it. And I think the good part is that people are seeing more and they're starting to be a little more picky and a little more thoughtful. And it's wild to see like the kind of horror movies that are successful, like something like the witch or Midsommar. I don't know if when I was growing up, people would have gotten it, you know, people would have just no. been like, what is this, you know, and it, it, it's it cool to see that they're actually, yeah. It would like they're been making like money. One of those movies where like, you're like, yo, I just found this fucked up movie. Like, and you'd like invite your friends over. And, like, it's not a movie that, like, normal people would have seen. But it's like, oh, shit, like, they do some really fucked up shit in this. Like, yeah. check this out, you know? And then they're getting, like, acclaim, you know? Like, like critical acclaim, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And these directors are getting more money. People are like, okay. Like, The Witch is also the fact that they speak in, like, this 1600s Middle English, you know, mo that's off-putting to a lot of people. But yeah. that movie still did so well. And, all, and they're just, like, throw, you know, they start throwing in money. And it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, even too, like, I mean, you know, uh, like it follows, like when I did that movie, I never thought people would understand that movie, you know? And yeah. then, like, it was wild to see it get actual, like acclaim and like festival acclaim and stuff like that. Like all of a sudden it's not just like Fantas Fantastic Fest or 
um, the midnight TIFF, whatever. Mm. It's like these movies are actually premiering alongside mainstream films. And uh, so that's kind of exciting and cool. Um, Where it's going, I have no idea. But I've had quite a few guests uh, up here, like musicians and stuff, mentioning it follows as one of their favorite horror movies of recent times and stuff like that. So here, <laughs> what? Here. I can't remember exactly. What? I know, like, uh, like I don't know if you guys listen to like I Am. Like uh, Eric from I Am was a fan of it. I believe Tom from the Acacia Strain was a huge fan of it as well. A couple other. Oh, there's shit. been like four or five people because I mean I've interviewed probably like yeah, y'all are probably like 55 or 56 interviews. By the way, here uh, on a on a <laughs> on a different note, the um singer from black dahlia murder made a playlist of uh some of his favorite songs from this last year and phalanx was on it i just wanted to (laughs) really i I was just like i I didn't expect i didn't expect it but i think i like googled phalanx and like on the second page just like (laughs) lame (laughs) dude i don't know dude i mean that's what happens when like like when you when you release something and like of course you're gonna like miss stuff like you're gonna miss like articles that came out or whatever and so like Every few months, I like look it up just to see if anybody like, like was talking about it on a podcast. I don't know. You yeah. never know. Somebody can review no, you guys I, and not tell you. So, I totally, I totally do the same thing. I totally do the same thing. I'll just be like, did anyone care that we dropped that album before the world ended? <laughs> just because like a lot of good stuff came out this year too, and so like it wasn't like I was like, why aren't we on any like best of the year list? But I did kind of like, you know, I was curious as to see like if anyone really like noticed it because there was you know one everything that happened and then there was just so much good metal that came out uh yeah. in 2020 that like you know people yeah. for sure still making shit that's yeah. that's for true some good stuff did come out this year yeah and a bunch of bands and oh yeah uh some good full links coming out too in 2021 that i'm stoked on for sure but uh I was just going to say, uh, to go back on what you were saying about uh, like the world finally being ready for movies like It Follows and The Witch and yeah. stuff like that. The House of the Devil was one that, like back in 2009, I feel like yeah. it's just now starting to get its praise because of that exact reason. Like back in 2009, a few people that checked it out were just like those horror fans looking for like, you know, those slasher movies and stuff like that and the Kill em All type movies. And they weren't getting it in that, you know, they were trying to find hostile three and uh instead they were getting like a smart horror movie and which i hate to say is smart because it's not saying that the other ones are dumb you know it, the exorcist it is, sm- is, smart, it is but, smarter it yeah. is a smarter harder movie for sure but uh so f- compare especially compared around that time you know to everything else coming out uh so i just is kind of nice to see that luckily the stuff came at the right time you know because uh it would suck to see you know a lot of the stuff go to waste like it follows or you know the ari Aster films or robert eggers you know if they were sitting on the bottom of uh a lot of people's like lists and stuff just because they're not these fucking gory slasher movies then it would it would suck you know it's nice to see that those are the movies people are picking for their top you know top movies of the year and uh, like are actually getting critical acclaim and sometimes uh, at least nominations at the grammys and shit like that or I, I think, oscars i think there's a there's something about like the like the the horror fan that yeah. is different from other film and and movie fans like like in that, like you get a bunch of people that are willing to go to little festivals or willing to like go to a, a, a weird, you know, theater that most people don't go to or like they, they want to find the next weird thing that they can tell their friends about or write a blog about or whatever. Like it's, yeah. there, there is something inherently like nerdy about it for some reason. Like they geek out over like new horror movies that come out and like they're always looking for more. And they're really, really passionate about it. Like, and, yeah. and they like look up, you know, everything about the movie and shit like that. And so I think that it makes sense that 
a genre that is still doing well, even the weird movies, because yeah. you have like over the years you have. I mean, I feel like once you're you you become a horror fan, like you you don't just go like, oh, I hate horror movies now because I'm forty years old or something. You know, like like yeah. you, it, it doesn't really turn off. You just you you like it and it's a thing that you keep up with and you're trying to look for new stuff all the time. I think that it's it's similar to being a like a metal fan or something like that, where like you, you know, are more likely to read the lyrics. You're more likely to, you know, whatever, go on YouTube and try to find related videos from bands you like or your however however you find music, go onto a music blog and <laughs> yeah, or even like uh, the, yeah. To play on that as well like it's kind of spread out like uh but it's like hardcore and heavy music you're willing to listen to bands like gulch and then you'll listen to something that's like way more like happy hardcore kind of like turnstile or like cold world or tsunami you know it's like there's totally different types of like heavy music out there you know and, um same thing with like horror movies you'll watch fucking tetsuo the iron man and then turn on midsummer so it's like the fact that you could like just go from like uh, zero to a hundred with horror movies and like heavy music is like a nice little like parallel. It's actually to add to that. Yeah. I feel like both pair well with other, like, you know, not that I like every subgenre of metal, but I'm like yeah. a pretty, I think both Sean and I, and it affects how we write stuff together too. Is that like, yeah. we kind of like some of all of it, you know, like, yeah. you know, well, even there's, I don't really like I'll, even a beat down band here and there. I'm like, okay, that's great. And we're yeah. like, you know, um, and I do think like it is interesting. Horror does the same. It's like you can throw horror into a, you know, it follows arguably as kind of like a coming of age, you know, high school, you know, nostalgic movie and you throw yeah. horror in there and it somehow works or like, you know, you've, you've got like, it works well with romance. It works well with like all these different kinds of things. Yeah. And I do think they're very similar in that way. And I think the fans, mm -hmm. there is that same obsessive quality that I don't find with like people who are into other genres of music, like, some some but like i really think you know it's uh kind of this special thing that uh, there's this there's a very weird similarity yeah. and weirdly enough a lot of people who like horror also like hardcore and metal so and you get a lot of know. overlap stylistically i mean you say like mandy that logo yeah. from mandy is like a black metal logo <laughs> or some shit like yeah like i mean and just in general the different styles in that movie like the different influences like the, it there's a lot of parts of it that feel very metal. Yeah, and like Green Room, you know, like with the hardcore yeah. bands and stuff like that. Yeah, no, Green Room is super, super cool. Like, yeah. really, another type of horror, and it's it makes that movie makes me so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's truly, tense. and it's the like, violence it's, in it is so intense. Yeah, it's real as fuck. Like that's one thing that, like, especially as a touring band, and, and like you know, when you guys come over from the East Coast, you know, you're going off of what your manager knows from over here. You know, you might end up at the wrong place. You never know. So, like, uh, I will say, if we rolled into that venue, like, and they do in that movie, we would we would, we would be that be venue like... before we got out of the car. <laughs> yeah, no, like, we would roll up to a like... show and see someone getting out of the car with a bald head, and we're like, okay, we're not taking the chance. We're fucking out. I'd sell my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 fuck with skinheads but like you know no, no, that no, show especially with all the black jackets and yeah. yeah it's uh we definitely are not that band for sure i don't think they would and by that me either. by that he means sharps yeah <laughs> he yeah, yeah he doesn't mean all skinheads yeah no, i know what you mean those no, 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 just... no yeah 
Yeah, there's good and bad in everything, and those were the Vatskin hits. <laughs> like, all, I mean, all we very, need is that yeah. is that sound is that sound sound clip coming out from Gear Gilchrist. <laughs> yeah, we fuck with skinheads, oh, and then out oh, of context. No. <laughs> yeah, this podcast will be edited, and there'll be no mention of green room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I forget people don't like that that word. Yeah, 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 I, yeah like yeah, I forget because yeah. I grew up like in the scene, you know, like with sharps only. So like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's the maybe the only suspension of disbelief for me in that movie is when they roll up and it's like, and really you guys still anyway. play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I would have been shitting myself. But the red shoelaces um, and everything is kind of a. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of giveaways, but I mean, yeah. maybe that's kind of the thing that they those kids don't know, you know? Really. Yeah, I think it was supposed to put them in like such a struggle that they were like, "Fuck it, it's a show, let's play and go," and it was like, uh, yeah, but some people nowadays just. I'd so like I said I would I would just yell at the car. Anybody want a guitar for like hundred bucks? <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, so do you guys? Uh, I know it's getting kind of close to your uh, Discord thing. Do you guys My got like, time? Like uh, ten more minutes for like uh, some hypothetical questions? Yeah, dude, okay, for cool. sure. Which I have yeah, an extra. Sure. I have an extra one real quick for uh, you, Kier, because we spoke on uh, remakes and you do acting and stuff. This is pretty much the only acting question I have for you. Out of all the horror movies you've seen, has there ever been a role that you were watching it and you were like, if they remake this, that's the role that I would love to play? Oh, shit. It's always interesting because it's like, there's the roles I want to play. Mm. And then there's always that thing where you're like, well, could I realistically? Like, I mean, uh, I think- What's a the horror movie about that werewolves I... that you like here? Oh, dog soldiers. If I could be in fucking dog soldiers, <laughs> anyone. That's what I thought I know I could, I, know, I would play Spoon. Have you ever seen dog soldiers? I've seen it's, it once, but it's been years. I don't remember like the, character names and shit. The like one that. crazy little guy, Spoon, who like yeah. ends up in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Yes, good call, Sean. That's I think a part I could play if it, <laughs> and that I would totally play. And I watch that movie once a year as well. Like I love that movie. I think it's so underrated. Oh, um, yeah. I just watched it around Halloween again. But uh, yeah, that's probably the role I would want to play. Oh yeah. And then a hypothetical question for both y'all, and uh, you don't have to pick a band or if you want to pick one for each band, but uh, say somebody approached you guys and said, I want to make a music video for one of your bands, and uh, we want to make it a short film version of one of your favorite horror movies, like as a remake, just into like a little music video. Uh, What horror movie would you choose, and how would you choose to do it as a music video? And you guys don't have to choose like an answer together. You can go uh, like one at a time and each Uh... choose an answer. I would say probably the one that would make most sense for Phalanx would be something like, like Valhalla Rising or something. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, i trying to think of like, cause, cause we, we, we are, we are a, um, a, a battle themed band. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like horror-ish movies that are, that are closer to that genre for me personally, but. Um, Alien versus Predator. <laughs> Alien versus Predator. Oh shit. That would be tight too. <laughs> Like I'm just playing a show and they just come in fighting and killing everybody in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> but uh, what about you, Kier? Do you have uh, one that sticks um, out or that you think about? For well, I mean, a lot of like our stuff and actually funny enough, Sean did do a music video. He animated a music video for Whelm that is kind of a horror short in itself. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of that band is about like isol- isolation and sort of like mental health issues and, you know, death um so like some kind of i don't know like a horror movie that sort of maybe is a little more kind of experimental and out there i'm trying to think like what do you think sean i don't know like i like i like it would be cool to have something that's that's more fun i don't know if everyone in the band would be down for something that that feels fun too like a cabin in the woods style yeah like playful, like a playful kind of thing i mean 
I, I'm all, I've always been a fan of uh, what's that? What's that movie? Dalen Tucker versus Evil or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I mean, I have a softness in my in my heart for for that kind of stuff too. But uh, I am figuring it would be closer to a um, it's a movie that feels like a audition or something like that that uh, that would make sense. I'm trying to get something other than Evil Dead that's isolated and something. No, no, no. Uh, what would what would make sense for us here? I think it would probably be a psychological horror if 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 i had to guess like given our writing yeah something where like you're not sure like you know if there is in fact something hunting this person or if they're losing their mind i'm trying to think of a great film like that yeah oh uh, we we would remake it follows and (laughs) (laughs) it would be really easy it would be really easy i mean we just have to i mean we have to find the cast i mean i still know everybody from that so (laughs) we'll just make like a cliff notes version of just like a really fast version just get right through it five minutes <laughs> that's such a cop-out answer of us just get wigs okay. and uh, let lloyd kaufman uh, direct it and like all y'all play the characters of all the women and everything <laughs> it would be i mean it would be cool to to have something that felt visually hmm. like a like mandy or something yeah you, like like where there's a lot of like it's not just a classic like dark colors thing it's like you have like some fluorescent pastel colors that are pretty and like yeah. uh like i i think that it wouldn't be with the direction that we're going even with what i'm thinking for like future artwork i i, I think i want there to be like more more color mm-hmm. and more we've done the black and white for a long time so you got the gold oh that's phallic so i see yeah, we're talking about well yeah, that was the first time that, yeah, Sean did color. But usually Sean, yeah, keeps it super dark. It's true. It's true. And for, and for Whelm, it's always, it's always been black and white. Yeah. Um, you can do like an Antichrist. That's very isolated and like... Yeah, I think it would be, it would be something like, something like, like that. Yeah. Where and then Sean, somebody Sean's going bite, crazy. Sean bites my dick off. Yeah, I bite his dick off and then... Uh, and then he looks down, and it's him, and, and he looks up, and it's me, and it's my dick that got bit off. <laughs> I was going to say, I would have opted to be the kid that just jumps out the window at the beginning, so you get, a, get a, away from the rest of the shit. That's also cute. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those little uh, boy clothes on. As I say, it's a deep fake of just Kier's face. <laughs> a baby's body, like a complete baby's body. Yeah, we got a little baby stunt man that, uh, rest in peace, awesome. Uh, <laughs> He could fall on some pillows. No, but uh, so my final question for you guys is, do you have uh, any horror stories of your own? And it could be from, you know, being on the road or, it could be, you know, something that happened to, you know, either on a set or just at home or. Um, do you mean scary or like, oh, this is a shit show? Either, <laughs> either one. If you've had something that was just complete shit show that you want to share, or if you had something that was scary or, or uh, even if you felt something supernatural happened to you. I don't know. Uh, some people are non-believers. Some people are believers. So. At that time. Yeah, well, one time we were on tour and I woke up and this ghost was sucking my dick. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I mean, not, not. It's, it's not band related, but I, I think the, the spookiest thing that's ever happened to me is like, a, like I, I have waking nightmares, and it's probably also affected Kier when he lived with me. Dude, it uh, sounds like I've literally walked. I, like woken up at, from work and Sean sounds like he's fighting someone in his room. Like, so, I'm not kidding. 
it's it's one of the reasons why I'm not so sure about why ghosts it, whether ghosts exist because I know yeah. like how my mind can trick itself and so basically the the scenario is like I'll wake up and I'm looking around the room and my eyes are open but things are added to the room and they don't go away like mm. until I turn the lights on so like I'll look around the room and I'm looking back at it and it's still there or like I'll wake up and there's like a a woman made of binary code floating above my bed or I look to the bed next to me and the bed is like crumpling up and there's like a black hole in the middle of it and hands are like coming out of it and crumpling mm. it into a hole or like there's like a spinning clown head just going in circles making like a siren sound like like these uh like throughout the years I've, I've always had these and my roommates have like tackled me before like like I'll wake up and like I'm like screaming because there's like a shadow man that come out of the back the bathroom and the and the closet and yeah. i get over i'm like yeah! and i'm like in a fighting stance and then my one roommate like like sits up in bed and he's like yeah! and i'm like yeah! and then my other roommate comes into the other door and he's like oh my god what's going on and then they like tackle me like this uh like i've had a few like one where i thought my friend was trapped in my windowsill and i had a screwdriver and i was chipping away at the windowsill like those are probably the 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 most like quote unquote real horror that that i've ever experienced like as far as like uh, i mean it's not even paranormal but it yeah. feels that way to me is, is uh, it, uh, how often does it happen if you don't mind me asking i would say maybe twice twice a month when when i'm more stressed out and i have an intense work schedule and i'm drinking a lot of caffeine yeah. it'll happen one or two times a week Damn. but um i mean still still to this day like i'll i'll wake up in bed and, and scream and my you know my fiance will be like oh my god what, what's going on what uh one time one particularly scary one was that i woke up and in my vision there was a fan next to the bed that had sucked her necklace into it and the necklace was wrapping around her neck and cutting into it and chopping her head off and so I, gra I was grabbing at her necklace, trying to tear it off before it killed her. Yeah. But in real life, it was just me clawing at her neck and leaving scratch marks on her neck and breaking her necklace yeah. and, and ripping it off. And, uh, and that's scary for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, that's one. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely heard Sean and been like, I really hope there isn't someone in there because, yeah, I don't Boy, know. Cried like, wolf. Boy who yeah cried wolf. no for real i was like if some and we also our neighborhood wasn't like the best either too so there were a couple of times where i was like i want to let him do his thing but i don't want to like you know <laughs> also just go to work and he's just getting murdered and i'm like all right well yeah i, I want to let him i want to let him do his thing well i'm not gonna go <laughs> in like over, what am I, i'm over here doing my thing my little scared <laughs> thing I'm i don't doing know my little thing no 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 you're the um, headbutt in the wall and he's like he's got it <laughs> i mean it literally he would thing. be like it would be like blood curdling screams and like yeah throwing shit around um, <laughs> the way you're which is scary it for me like, the way you phrased it sounds like, oh, he's interested in that. That's his little thing that he's doing. <laughs> it's his little activity. hobby. It's his habit that he does. Um, for me, I have more of kind of like a weird, I have one story that I, it, I'll briefly tell. It's a long story, but it's kind of Midsommar-ish. Uh, like oh. I went to work on a farm for the WOOF program. It's Willing Workers on Organic Farm. Okay. And I went to meet a friend in like the most rural, like way, way, way up North Canada, like way in northern bc mm -hmm. and uh got there and didn't really know anyone that we were living with but you basically work on the farm and they feed you and put you up 
and uh, it was this weird like German family and they seemed very nice at first but like they had a weird like pagan religion they followed that they sort of would like allude to and like try and like ease us into like explaining but they had like a totem pole with like horse skulls on it and like moose skulls on it and shit and um, kind of as we spent more time there there were all these weird creepy things happening and like the little kids would like hint at things happening and like we found like all these like charred sheep bones in like the woods and stuff like that and like they had like ceremonies um they told us like the neighbors were satanists and they had like cursed them and so they had to like cast them out of the community but we it was really fucking weird and basically at a certain point i realized like oh we're in like a cult um that's existing way outside of society and then we ended up having to escape because my friend who i was with was kept getting into it with the kind of dude who ran the place and they almost got in a fist fight and then we basically had to like flee so that's my like closest thing to a real horror movie that i like lived through fuck yeah because you never know how they're gonna handle the fucking conflict you know what i mean with them i mean there were a lot of guns and like i don't yeah i remember at one point being like yo we like have to flee this place because this is profoundly unsafe like Damn, we went from a ghost sucking Sean's dick to dark really quick. <laughs> I was about to say we were ghost Eskimo brothers for a second. Next thing I know, yeah, I mean, I it would have been a ghost holding my hand. I'm a, I'm a pretty sweet boy, actually. I it, the ghost would have been holding my hand or like you know telling me a secret or something. I got Weinstein. <laughs> I got Weinstein by a ghost. No, Confide, confi- confiding in me about something uh, about their feelings, you know. Yeah. Ghost trust me. But no, that's crazy. How did you uh like completely get away like you know from being all the way out there like there was another guy from like Austria who happened to be leaving and he basically saw what was going on and was like, Yo, I'll drive you out of here. Like oh, yeah. you guys need to get out of here. So he saved our ass. I don't know what would have happened because if not, I mean we were a hundred miles from the closest neighbor and like it was like bears everywhere and like wolves and mountain lions, like almost every time we'd go out into the woods, even like on the edge of the property, there'd just be like grizzly bears and stuff. Yeah. So it felt very like, very claustrophobic. Yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't there like weird naked pictures of the farmer guy there was, too? Yeah. Like it's like, so there's just yeah. like weird shit going on. It was, there were like layers upon layers, like to tell the full story would be like a lot, yeah. thing, yeah. but it was just that feeling where much like a horror movie where you just are like all of a sudden like, huh, that's odd, huh, that's odd. Yeah. Huh, that's really odd and then it basically ended up being like uh yeah like you just i don't know the full story but i knew we had to get out of there before something happened you know yeah no, You're like huh that's odd huh that's odd huh that's really odd he's got this song playing in his head basically <laughs> huh, <laughs> mid beatbox you turn around and they're like cutting open a bear they're like oh no mind us <laughs> <laughs> oh that's odd oh that's odd well that was the thing too like the dude who ran the farm was like a really good hunter like he had bear meat like deer yeah. moose like he was a moose hunter like it was definitely like if it was gonna be us versus him the most dangerous we were... game <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> I shoved a bunch of moose jerky in my pants and i dipped the fuck out <laughs> we did actually steal a bunch of meat hell yeah we did i was like okay we need we need yeah i was like we need something out of this and like he had been starving us like refused to give us meat for a while so we did we stole a bunch of like your meat yeah well i appreciate you guys uh coming on the show and sharing everything and uh do you want to let people know where to find the music and you know where to find uh 
your other work, you know, especially Sean with the animations and stuff? Yeah, man. Uh, so I know the Whelm uh, is whelmband.bandcamp.com. And uh, Phalanx is phalanxla.bandcamp.com. Hell yeah. My uh, animation stuff, I, I do all my animation stuff under the name Lord Spew. So that's L-O-R-D-S-P-E-W, Lord Spew. I've been, um, I mean, that's like Instagram, YouTube, everything. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I've been streaming uh, while I animate a lot on Twitch. Mm. So it's uh, twitch.tv slash Lord underscore Spew. Uh, if you want to hang and chill while I draw or whatever. Hell yeah. And tonight you're doing a thing on Discord, right? Which this won't go up tonight, but do you usually do things on Discord or is that uh, just jumping on with somebody else? Uh, yeah, I, I have a, um, a, a drink and draw sort of uh, drawing community, uh, animation okay. community that I, I, I run a, a drink and draw every two weeks for new animators in the industry. I mean, if anybody... Once the the Discord just hit me up on Instagram or some shit, and uh, and it, we we try to keep it pretty open, all skill levels. Uh, it's just mostly if you want to make stuff and want to interact with people while you're making stuff, then that's the prerequisite. <laughs> Hell yeah, and drink. <laughs> Make sure. Yeah, and drink. I we we named it Come and Draw because I'm straight edge, <laughs> but most people do drink. <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't want to lie with the title. I wanted to be true to myself, but like it is meant to be a drink and draw style atmosphere. I'm just drinking something different. I'm yeah. I'm drinking Monster Energy drink or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm just you. kidding. That shit tastes like vitamins. I actually don't like Monster. Energy drink i'm not going to support them on this podcast this is not <laughs> we're not sponsored by monster energy drink i actually like amp energy drink as my choice uh go to but <laughs> i personally prefer monster but until they sponsor me they can suck a dick as far as getting free promotion so yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just I, tastes like vitamins man it tastes like flintstones vitamins to me really i don't like the original <laughs> i can't do all those flavors and shit some of them taste like cough syrup but yes yeah for sure what were you what were you saying Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, how about you, uh, Kier? I know you said you're about to start on uh, Atypical Season 4. Yeah, yeah, we're starting that, and it'll be our final season. And as far as what happens after, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend everybody follow Sean's Instagram, Lord Spew. Oh, yeah. That much nice. I will say. It's, uh, I think, my favorite, most underrated Instagram yeah. or That's whatever nice social media. Say. Thank you, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. And then you have uh, an intrusion coming up whenever that gets released. But that Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. There's an intrusion, which is like kind of this. Uh, I haven't seen it yet personally, but mm -hmm. it's like this. It's sort of like the most punk, hardcore metal uh, dream team of people coming together for, uh, you know, I know Nick Holland through. Uh, the oh, he was a vocalist in a, a Sunlight's Bane, band, right? Yeah. In Sunlight's Bane. And then now he's in this band, Wounded Touch Noise or Wounded Touch. Mm -hmm. um great band so we connected turned out we did the movie and uh yeah, yeah it's kind of i i'm excited to see it myself but no idea when that'll actually be out yet yeah hell yeah no i appreciate you guys yeah cool man. yeah thanks for having no, you too see. thanks for having us of course y'all have a good night you too. yeah you too Peace. Out. turn out with a turn out peace <laughs>
And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only Josh Bradford, guitarist of the band Silverstein. Now, Silverstein is my personal all-time favorite band, and I know with my past guests, it might not seem that way because a lot of it is super heavy and super hardcore influenced, but I do love all that stuff. Of course, that's my main music to listen to all the time. But when it comes to a personal favorite and one that's just resonated with me mostly throughout time, it's definitely Silverstein. And I've been hooked on those dudes since they dropped when Broken is easily fixed. So you'll hear me talk a little bit about that next week, how I found those dudes back in the day and all that. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear that one. So make sure you check back for that next week. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out Loudmouth Thread to do this awesome original podcast artwork and stay safe.